uh, the Cleveland Browns, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Good evening, everybody. Whether you are listening to this um, you know, while in the car, traveling for the holiday, happy Thanksgiving, everybody. Everybody enjoy it. Uh, it's a great four-day stretch. Um, Cleveland Browns, Cincinnati capping it off on Sunday. You get three football games on Thursday. Time with the family, cocktails, food, whatever. Uh, guys, it, if you didn't don't like Thanksgiving Day foods, I'm sorry you had a family that couldn't cook. Or if you don't like Thanksgiving foods, find some way to contribute and bring something good to the meal, guys. It's a good day. It's a good holiday. Enjoy every second of it. Saturday, the game, Ohio State-Michigan. Um, I, I'm a big rivalry guy. I enjoy rivalry weekend. Um, if they could slot these games better so you didn't actually have to compete in which ones you wanted to see, um, that would be better and be great for everybody intended. But the game, Ohio State-Michigan. Uh, my buddy from over at uh, the11warriors.com. Uh, Dan Hope, uh, good friend of mine. Me and Dan have, you know, had uh, some interaction over years now. We used to have our little battles down in the ACC when Dan was covering Clemson, but he made his way up north to Ohio State. So Dan is obviously know things about quality college football programs. Dan, first off, happy Thanksgiving. And as we're recording, it's actually Dan's birthday. Dan, happy birthday. How's everything going so far? And you know, how is every, every everybody, everything treating you up in Columbus? And as far as you know, everything Buckeye football. Yeah, everything's going well. Thank you for having me on the show, and thanks for birthday wishes. I appreciate it. It's been a uh, a busy season up here. Uh, you know, really uh, been wild since uh, July with everything that happened uh, before the season, leading right up into the season. But uh, been a very interesting year, and certainly a very highly anticipated game coming up this Saturday. Uh, yeah, we're not going to get into the summer activities. Um, that has created uh, yeah. a lot of battles, guys. We're not going to get to that part. But um, one thing I will get to with Urban Meyer here, um, Dan, as we're getting on down the season here, um, we're getting to the point now where some of us are a little bit concerned about Urban Meyer. I mean, you know, a rough season and and close games, I mean, it does take a toll on a coach. Um, And here's a guy, you know, there's been questions about Urban's, you know, health and state of being as far as the stress of these major jobs is put on him. How is he holding up? Because, I mean, we look at it, we see it on TV. I mean, granted, you're there every day, see it day in, day out. But some of these shots on the sidelines, man, you almost get a little bit nervous for him. Yeah, yeah, I think, you know, certainly the health is an issue with Urban. You know, it came up earlier this year, and he talked to some reporters about uh, the issues that he's had with, with a cyst that he's had in his brain for, uh, he's actually had it for about, or was diagnosed with it about 20 years ago. And it's something that has flared up from time to time and, and has given him issues with headaches. And I think that is a real uh, concern for him right now, and it's something that he's had to manage this season. And, you know, you can see it, you know, sometimes in the press conferences, you can see him uh, grabbing at his head and in and, and pain. And I do think it's a real thing, but I, I also think that, you know, particularly this past week with a lot of the spotlight that's been put on it, uh, I think there's been things that happened on the sideline Saturday that aren't necessarily new, but are just under the spotlight and that the TV cameras are taking more attention to. He's he's always been, if you've watched him on the sideline over the years, he's always been a guy you can see him on the sideline with his hands on his knees after a play. And, you know, somebody who definitely uh, wears his emotions on his sleeve during a game. So uh, the pained expressions on the sideline, they're not anything new for Urban Meyer. Uh, I, I think some of the analysis and speculation that uh, he's 
in some state of agony right now that he wasn't in before. I think some of that is exaggerated, uh, but at the same time, I don't uh, downplay the concerns because I think, you know, there there are you know people out there who think you know this could be the end of the line for Urban Meyer, and and he said that he doesn't plan on leaving after the season, that he plans on continuing to coach. So uh, I try to take him at his word, but I also don't uh, dispute the possibility that, you know, there, there's potentially been conversations had or that he potentially, you know, he, he could choose to leave sooner than later because we did see that happen while he was at Florida. Yes, I mean, obviously, you, you do wonder about the health concerns, um, and you do wonder, I mean, as far as, you know, the stuff over the summer, where that weighs on him, where that weighs on his standing, um, and obviously a lot of, the, you know, at, at the end of the day, look, guys, whether anybody wants to admit it, but, but it is, in fact, winning does become everything, and winning big does become everything, so, you know, sometimes that overcomes any indiscretions, whether they were or were not real, so, I mean, a lot weighing on Urban Meyer as far as that regards and, you know, going into this game, and look, I mean, for the first time in a few years now, um, it's a little bit more of a formidable ta- task. You know, Michigan seems to be able to bring a little bit of something on both sides of the ball. But before we get to that, and also with Urban, look, anytime s- social media catches a glimpse of something, you know there's always, you know, anybody who's filming the game, there's one camera on Urban at all times. That's just the way it works. Everybody's looking for it. And look, I remember the Florida days, and there were times where he looked like the most distraught coach in the country, and meanwhile had the greatest program. It, it is it is his thing. This isn't new, guys. I remember the days from Florida, and, and this was part of it. So there is a lot to it. I mean, it's you know, if you want to say an onion, and there's a lot of layers to it, there's certainly that way. Uh, Dwayne Haskins. Um, it's funny. Now, you look at you know Ohio State and with their, their success this year, and, and even Alabama, too. Um Different there, but both of these teams. It's it's more of now we've opened it up. We've gone vertical. We got throwing quarterbacks, and when you get programs of this success that have been able to do it for years and years, their own certain way. But now they find their guy, and they can just add a new a, a different element to it. And look, I mean, there's always athletes to burn at the wide receiver position in Columbus or down in Tuscaloosa. When you get a thrower of the football to match that, uh, Haskins, it's been a special year for him, Dan. And as we get into, obviously, the game with Michigan, this is a chance for him to put, you know, start to put some serious, serious onus on what has been a great year and one of the better quarterback Big Ten seasons almost maybe ever. Yeah, I mean, you look at it, he's, he's already broken Ohio State single-season records for completions, for passing yards, and for passing touchdowns. So he statistically has had the best season as a passer in Ohio State history already, and he's still got at least two games to go. So, Well, three games to go, actually. So, um, you know, well, two, two, I guess it's two. It depends on where they beat Michigan uh, this week. But uh, in, in terms of, you know, the season he's had, he certainly as a passer has taken – Ohio State to a different level than where they were at with J.T. Barrett than where they've been at with most of their quarterbacks. Uh, certainly, uh, he, he's a, more of that true pocket passer, uh, downfield uh, arm and ability to complete the deep ball. Uh, he's brought that to Ohio State's offense at a level that they didn't have with J.T. Barrett with some of their other recent quarterbacks. Uh, I think the, the thing that was really uh, in, encouraging in their most recent game against Maryland was that he also finally showed he could make plays as a runner because that had been his weakness this season is he really hadn't shown anything in the run game. Uh, But finally in this past week's game at Maryland where their defense really struggled and they really needed 
uh, him to make plays. He, he had three rushing touchdowns, looked good running the ball. So uh, that's something they'd like to see carry over into this week's game against Michigan and, and the rest of the season. Uh, but certainly as a passer, he, he's had a terrific year. Yeah, and, and that was huge with Maryland. And, and that's the thing. Sometimes, I mean, you get into such a rhythm as a passer, you forget that you have the option of your legs. And look, you know, as you get older as a quarterback, after so many hits, the legs are gone. But, you know, when you're still in college and you're still 20, 21 years old, there should still be some juice left there where you can be able to make that difference too. And and it was huge. They would never have walked out of there with a W if he wasn't able to find a way to say, oh, my God, you know, my, cover, my guys are covered. All right, let's go find a hole and at least just make something out of each play as opposed to throwing a coverage or throwing a ball away. Guys, this episode of Locked On Browns is brought to you by Action Heat. Action Heat makes the world's best battery, uh, battery-operated heated clothing. Heat on demand at the touch of a button. Control your environment with Action Heat. Action Heat clothing is engineered to safely and efficiently deliver heat via heating panels similar to a heated car seat. They can reach temperatures of up to 135 degrees and are powered by rechargeable 5-volume lithium-ion batteries that last up to 12 hours on each charge. Action Heat batteries can also use to recharge your phone or any other gadget you need while you're wearing them. Action Heat is available in men's and women's and has great new styles and models released for this winter. Make winter activities more enjoyable with uh, a blast of warmth from your Action Heat apparel that you're wearing. Guys, I I needed it last night. I had to coach two soccer games at 645 Eastern, 745 Eastern. We hit the fields. It was 39 degrees. I walked off the field. It was 32 degrees. I was out there for almost two hours, 45 minutes. Saved me. Uh, I'm normally a loud yelling coach. Um, it was just enough to keep my lungs dry that I was able to communicate to my kids <laughs> what I needed to get across. <laughs> it was cold, but Action Heat, go ahead, check it out. Um, we've got a special deal for you all, our listeners, to save 25% off your entire order. Just go to ActionHeat.com, ActionHeat.com slash LockedOn to check out everything Action Heat has to offer. That's ActionHeat.com slash LockedOn, one word, or use the coupon code LockedOn at checkout to save 25%. Stay toasty warm while enjoying your activities, uh, outdoor activities this winter with Action Heat, and we thank them for their sponsorship of Locked On Browns. Now, as we move on here, we are going to get to now one of the big issues. And look, it, it, one of the things that's tough for Ohio State, and I, I know for the college football purists, is they'll never get it. But Nick Bosa, with a little bit of an injury and with so much on the line, and Look, I speak with a lot of draft analysts. I know Dan knows a lot of t- draft analysts. Right now, the consensus number one player in the 2019 NFL draft, without question, is Nick Bosa. Um, he decided to not return after his injury. And guys, look, the, the hernia, the core injury, it, it is tough to deal with. And it, it, it is tough to manage to get back to 100%. Um, a lot of money on the line, guys. Come the combine where Nick Bosa will be headed. So it's tough, you know, in that regard. And if you're a pure college football fan, I can understand how it upsets you. But Dan, him not returning to this team this year, how much has it affected the defense? I mean, I know some guys have stepped up, but I mean, you don't have that counter to Haskins on offense that you did with Nick Bosa, the player that he was on defense. Yeah, well, I mean, you certainly look at the way Ohio State's defense has played this year. I think you'd have to say that it's had an impact. Ohio State's defense has really struggled this season, and I don't think that's all because of Bosa. I think that, you know, one player can only do so much. And I think uh, there's, you know, you look at the linebackers, the secondary for Ohio State, I think those have been bigger issues than the defensive line. But certainly, you talked about, you're talking about a player who who was 
arguably the best individual player in college football, and then you take him off a of defense, that's going to have a big impact because Bosa – Bosa was a player who every play he was on the field was impacting the game, whether he's uh, rushing the passer or stopping the run or, you know, just, just drawing blockers. You know, he, he's a guy that any play he's on the field, the opposing offense has got to account for him. And when you take him out of, out of the lineup, uh, you, can't, you can't simply replace him. It's just not – they have other talented defensive ends, but they don't have another player who's as good as Nick Bosa. And when you lose a player like that, certainly uh, it's gonna it's gonna have a negative impact on your defense. Well, and for me personally, I think he could take arguably away. I mean, I know you know you try to be with the correctness of it all. Uh, he was the most dominant guy coming in, and for us, you know, guys who follow the draft, and I do follow the draft guys, as my listeners know, because we started draft shows last year. Uh, I'd say before Halloween here for the Cleveland Browns, but Nick is that good. And with a father who played, and obviously with Joe, where, Joey, where he's at in his career, these guys know you know the the longer end of the deal and the money that is there. So you know, I, I don't fault him for the decision he makes. Yes, I mean it, it, it's tough for his teammates, it's tough for the fan base to see it work out the way he did. Uh, but you know, I mean, nobody's going to ever look at a guy who's looking at $30 million maybe guaranteed and say, oh, well, man, come on, you screwed us over. I mean, that's the dream, and that's the position everyone who puts on a college you know, football uniform wants to be in. So it, it, it's, it's tough for it as a fandom, but in the same essence, it's $30 million guaranteed this young man is looking towards. And, you know, you kind of got to have your eye on the prize in that regard. Um, now, looking here a little bit at Michigan, Dan, like I said, this is going to be a little bit more of a formidable matchup than it's been the past few years um, on offense. you got Karan Higdon, a guy who's been there for a couple of years, putting together a very nice season. He's another guy you know, helping himself as far as NFL draft putting himself. Uh, key here, though, has been Shane Patterson. There were wide receivers there. They didn't really have the quality quarterback play. Shane Patterson, though, has come in and put together a nice year in his first year up in Ann Arbor. Well, yeah, and I think that makes a big difference for Michigan's offense because... I, I think back to last year's game, and I remember several times where John O'Corn, their quarterback at the time, simply missed wide open receivers, and Ohio State's defense got bailed out uh, several times in last year's game uh, simply because of poor quarterback play. So I think that's made a huge difference for Michigan. I think it's a big reason why they're uh, ranked number four in the country in ten and one right now because uh, Patterson's a very talented quarterback, and, and not not just as a passer, but he also adds something. Uh, with his legs as well. So I, I think that he's definitely had a big impact on Michigan. And then I think a guy, again, you look at an Ohio State defense that's struggling, uh, he adds a challenge uh, in tandem with Karan Higdon in that running game uh, that, that makes Michigan uh, a more challenging offense than they've been in a few years and, and really puts the onus on Ohio State's defense to, to play better this week. Yeah, and Jim Harbaugh, obviously, you know, with uh, Donovan's people, Jones, and there's some other guys on the outside. And this is the best quarterback play you know, Harbaugh has had since he's been at Michigan. And it's getting to a tough spot here. I mean, he, he, he needs, look, I mean, Ohio State, whether you're coaching at Ohio State, whether you're coaching at Michigan, uh, yeah, there's 11 games on the schedule. But most of the time, you are judged by one. Um, <laughs> plenty of guys have lost their gigs, have had great careers at either university. But if you get your tail whipped by the other one, that's where the fan base and the alumni, the boosters, and everybody that that that's pretty much your meal ticket. Whether or not you know you are you know your house is going to be paid for, or guess what, it's it's time to hit the trails and go find something else. 
Kick it on over to the defensive side of the ball. Devin Bush Jr., a fantastic linebacker. Uh, I've known uh, Devin's father for you Browns fans, Devin Bush, former Cleveland Brown. I've known his father for years. We talk a lot. He has had a fantastic career up at Ann Arbor. And this Michigan defense, uh, are you concerned? Do you think there's a chance that this it's going to be a you know a score for score game? Or, you know, are we talking a little bit, you know, lower scoring or, you know, within the 20s? But, I mean, either way, both of these teams are bringing something here. But this Michigan defense with Devin Bush Jr., obviously nominated for a lot of these postseason awards. Uh, where are you concerned for the Ohio State offense for what the Michigan defense can bring? Yeah, I don't think Ohio State's going to be scoring 45 points in this game. So I think this is a really good Michigan defense. But I think they're strong at all three levels. I think, you know, you talk about NFL, I think you've got – future NFL players at all levels of that defense. Certainly Devin Bush is one of the guys that stands out. you got Rashawn Gary up front. Uh, Chase Winovich, we're not yep. sure if he's going to play in this game. He got injured last week, but that's another NFL player at defensive end. And then, you know, I think the secondary is really strong as well. I think Lavert Hill and David Long are, are two really good corners. Uh, Michigan's leading the country right now in both uh, pass completion percentage allowed and passing yards allowed per game. So this is a really strong defense. They're going to this is going to be a great test for Dwayne Haskins in terms of, you know, you, you talk about if, if Dwayne Haskins is, is looking toward the NFL, this is going to be a game that NFL scouts are going to be watching very closely to see what Dwayne Haskins does in this game because this, this is uh, legitimately one of the best, if not the best defense in the country. And, and they're going to challenge Ohio State. I think it's going to be really important for Ohio State to be able to establish a run in this game. Because uh, I don't think you can rely on on hitting a lot of big plays in the passing game with as good as Michigan's been against the pass. Uh, there are no slouches against the run either, that's for sure. But I think it's going to be very important for Ohio State uh, with J.K. Dobbins, Mike Weber, um, then even Haskins or Tate Martell at the quarterback position as well. Uh, I think they're going to have to be able to get that running game going. They're going to have to be able to fight for those tough yards because Michigan's not going to give Ohio State anything easy. Uh, no, they most certainly were not. Guys, we're talking here with Dan Hope here on Locked On Browns uh, from 11warriors.com as we get into, you know, the game, Ohio State-Michigan this Saturday. Um, you know, for me, look, I, I, these college rivalries, all of them are big. All of them are huge. When you get to the fact that some of these games have been played 70, 80, 90, 100 years, it just teeters on where the programs are currently. Look, Ohio State-Michigan, right now, this is big. This is huge. A lot on the line for both schools. Um, so I do appreciate Dan for making us time here for us on Locked On Browns. Uh, guys, if you're not listening to Locked On Cavaliers, Chris Manning's doing a fantastic job over there, kind of guiding you through some muddy waters here, hopefully getting to a brighter picture. LeBron out, some young kids in, figuring out a head coach to be you know figured found by the end of the season and stuff like that. But Locked On Cavaliers with Chris Manning, guys, go ahead, put it in the rotation, make sure you subscribe. Uh, Dan, I, I do want to get to this real quick before we get to the last question here. Uh, weather forecast Saturday. What are we looking at? Uh, you know, both of these teams like to be able to throw the ball. What are we looking at weather-wise? Yeah, from what I'm seeing, it's looking like 40s and rain. So I'm not sure if it's supposed to rain all game or off and on or, or what, but definitely the potential for some, for some rain in this game. So certainly uh, that could have an impact on how the game plays out. Um, you know, not going to be, uh, not too cold, you know, it'll be, it'll be a cool, but not supposed to be too cold. So, uh, the rain looks like the biggest factor here in, in terms of weather that could impact this game. 
Well, and the other thing, though, is if you're going to keep it at 40 degrees and there is some rain, as long as there's not wind, it's not really going to affect anything, obviously, with the way gloves are nowadays and all of the nature and all the equipment these guys have access to. It should still allow, you know, offensively for what you need to do. Uh, if it's a wet field, obviously, you know, advantage to these skilled players on offense. You know, if you're on defense, it's a little bit slower to react because you can't overcommit because you don't know what the offensive player's doing, guys. So we're looking at that as we go into it. Um, now, Dan, I, I'm going to give you this one here, Dan. Um, for Ohio State to win, look, we know all the big names. Give me somebody that somebody might not be thinking of, you know, somebody obscure or some aspect of the game, interior O-line play, whatever it is. What's something that needs to be done that nobody you know, is expecting but could be crucial for Ohio State and the Buckeyes to come out with a W in this one? Yeah, I think some guys on defense really got to step up because you know, we talked about it before. They don't have Nick Bosa, and they just haven't had a lot of stars on that side of the ball this year. And I think you know Draymond Jones is a great player at defensive tackle. Uh, you have guys like I think Jordan Fuller is a really solid player at safety. Uh, Chase Young flashes at times at defensive end, but I think they really need some guys to step up, whether that's Malik Harrison and Pete Werner and Tough Borland at linebacker, or Brendan White at safety, or uh, Kendall Sheffield and Damon Arnett and Jeffrey Okuda at corner. Uh, I think those are all guys that uh, had been really up and down this year that uh, Michigan's going to look to pick on, and those guys got to step up because you look at what happened last week at Maryland. They, they almost lost to Maryland because they gave up 51 points. You look at what happened against Purdue, giving up 49 points and losing that game. Uh, Michigan's going to take advantage if this defense doesn't play significantly better. And so it, it really it really comes down to me to can the defensive players step up. Because I, I, think, I think the offense will find some ways to score points. I also think Michigan's defense uh, will keep them in check to the point that they're not going to be scoring at will. But I think the defensive side of the ball is where if Ohio State doesn't play better than it, it has, it has the opportunity to get ugly. And if they're going to win this game, they've really got to play their best game of the season on that side of the ball. Okay, guys, so there you have it. But I do want to ask you one here. Uh, Dan, uh, a lot of Browns fans, uh, Draymond Jones, uh, they need help on the interior defensive line here in Cleveland. Uh, tell us a little about Draymond, the type of guy that he is. Uh, you know, he's a guy that a lot of fans have their eyes on. Look, uh, Browns fans, uh, they suffered for a lot of years where Ohio State players were ignored. Denzel Ward drafted last year at four and absolutely bowling out in his rookie year. Right now, currently projected to be selected and voted in as fans as a Pro Bowl starter. Draymond Jones, uh, maybe a double dip here, you know, later on, uh, maybe, you know, come April. Draymond Jones, uh, you, a little bit about the guy himself and the type of kid he is. Yeah, you know, Draymond's a, a guy who his coaches really speak highly of. Uh, Urban Meyer is a, is a big fan of Draymond Jones, always talks about how hard he works, uh, and, and a guy who's a, who's a leader and who really does all the right things on and off the field. So I think he cer- certainly certainly a guy who uh, works works really hard and a guy who has a lot of natural physical ability who you can see if you watch him but I think a guy who also works really hard is his craft uh, to, to, to get better as a player so certainly a guy who I think uh, NFL NFL scouts you know assuming he declares for the draft which which is widely expected at this point 
I think he's certainly a guy that, that NFL scouts are, are going to have a lot to like about him. Yeah, and look, guys, and that's the thing with him. And we've seen plays, whether it's 15, 20 yards down the field, you see the motor, you see the hustle. And you guys, for my Browns listeners, you keep in mind what's already in-house on this team and the guys and the work ethic, whether it's a Baker Mayfield, whether it's a Denzel Ward, whether it's a Joe Schobert. This is the type of guy that would probably fit in, and it'd be a really smooth transition for a guy to come in who's got the reputation for great work ethic, respected by his coaches, and it could be a, could be a really nice fit. Um, we're not going to ask Dan for a prediction because we don't try to do those guys. It's not fun for us guys who cover things like Dan does or I does do. But guys, uh, enjoy your Thanksgiving. Enjoy Friday. The games you're going to see then. And guys, buckle up Saturday. It should be one of the better matchups of Ohio State and Michigan. Uh, guys, as everybody knows, I'm a little bit older. I've gone through the 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 Woodson years at Michigan, the Desmond Howard years. I've gone through the Eddie George. I, I've gone through this rivalry for a long time. Ohio State Michigan is always a cannot miss for me. Um, like I said, these rivalry games, based on where each program is currently at at the time. This is going to be a good one. I cannot wait to see what's going on on the sidelines and all the familiar faces from the past years. Um, of course, like we said, there'll be the Urban Meyer cam because that's just kind of where we are when social media picks something up. But for Dan Hope, guys, check out all the work he does over at 11warriors.com. Dan is a solid, solid guy. Does He's committed, works hard every day. Follow Dan Hope. Follow the work they all do over at 11warriors.com. For the Locked On Brown podcast, go ahead and follow that on Twitter. Follow me personally at Jeff underscore LJ underscore Lloyd. I appreciate you guys, everybody, uh, all my Browns fans. I know there are a lot of Ohio State guys, so I wanted to get this in here for you. Just keep this next you know four-day weekend that most of everybody's going to have. Give you something here as we you know get a little taste of something before we get to Browns Bengals on Sunday. Uh, just a fun weekend. Enjoy your holiday. Enjoy your food. Until we talk next time, guys. Uh, you know, look for all. You know, I I have no horse in the race. But for all my Browns listeners, go Buckeyes. Uh, let's go Browns. Until we talk next time. LGB on the LOB, guys.